Good morning. It is Kale and Company live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. We are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Northeast Delta Dental has individual and family plans designed to fit your lifestyle. You can learn more and find your plan at Delta Dental Covers Me. Most people know more about the world of dentistry than they do about Bitcoin. But we are going to try and change that on uh, on this segment of uh, Kale and Company Live here on WKXL as uh, we welcome to the studio Jim McIntyre. Jim, uh, great to have you with us. Thanks for the introduction, Ken. Great to be here. Yeah, and uh, uh, what what is uh, the, the search machine? The Search Machine is a company that I've run for the last 20 years, a recruiting company. I help recruit uh, software salespeople and sales engineers throughout the United States. And uh, Jim is a Bitcoin expert, and I know many uh, in the audience are saying, Gee, I, I know nothing about Bitcoin because most people don't. Is that true? That would be my my guess. I, I will say I don't know that I talk to most people about crypto. A lot of folks that are into crypto kind of don't tell other people yeah. that they are into it, though. It's just the the nature of the beast, I guess. I, I guess so. So just give us a a broad definition, if you will, of cryptocurrency. Well, the cryptocurrency and Bitcoin are a lot of times grouped together mm-hmm. because Bitcoin was the first cryptocurrency ever created. And when Bitcoin was created, it was originally introduced to the world just a, a couple of weeks after uh, Lehman Brothers collapsed back during the financial crisis mm-hmm. and when the turmoil was really going crazy back in the 2008 timeframe in, in the financial world, the idea of Bitcoin and, and really blockchain technology came about was introduced to the world. So uh, what Bitcoin is, essentially it's internet money. Internet money. And so, you know, most of the time we only hear about it if things go awry or if there is a scandal in the Bitcoin world. How, first of all, how long has it been around? How long has Bitcoin been a thing? 2009 is when it officially kind of came out. The white paper for Bitcoin, I think, was established in late 2008. And then the first like transaction that took place on, on the blockchain was early 2009, I believe. Right. So, you know, again, most of the time we only hear about it if, if things uh, go south. The uh, Sam Bankman fried uh, FTX trial underway. Uh, what what led to that, and uh, how how is it progressing? That is a great question. <laughs> There's so many directions I could go with that. But ultimately, what led to Sam Bankman-Fried and the downfall of FTX was greed, fraud, and, I mean, everything else negative about humanity, almost. The uh, idea that um, Bitcoin is is like at the root of the, of the problem is completely and 100% incorrect. In fact, Bitcoin is the solution to the greed and a lot of those negativities in, in humanity because with Bitcoin, here's the difference. You asked earlier, what is it? And I said internet money. With Bitcoin, you can't just print more of it. Like right now, the United States is over $33 trillion with a T dollars in debt because you can just create more of it when there's a problem and, and spend that money to try and fix the problem. 
Bitcoin doesn't work like that. With Bitcoin, there's 21 million Bitcoin that will ever be created. Over 19 uh, million of those Bitcoin now are out in circulation. There's still one point, I don't know, say one and a half million that's yet to be released. And that will become released through time through something called uh, mining, which essentially is the incentivization of computers to power the transaction. So if I wanted to send you, Ken, let's say uh, 0.5 Bitcoin, which they might be worth about $14,000 or so in that range. I'd be happy to accept it. Of course you would. (laughs) So for me to send you that, there has to be something that's going to power the transaction, Mm -hmm. right? It's not just going to happen for free and out of thin air. So the way Bitcoin was created is there's a, a system called mining where the computers are incentivized to power the transactions that take place on the network. So me to send it to you, this computer over here is going to help to send that. And through a competition, the computer that I guess wins a race is how I would explain it, gets paid some Bitcoin out of that 20 million, 21 million Bitcoin fund. And that amount that they get paid decreases through time. It's really, I could talk about it for hours and hours and hours, but it's just, uh, it's ingenious. So, yeah, I guess it is. And, and could you go into a, a department store anywhere and, and spend Bitcoin? There's a couple of ways you could kind of answer that. Most places I would say no. Okay, but there are credit cards set up which are based off of like your Bitcoin balances okay. or, or okay. crypto balances if yeah. you have other forms of cryptocurrency in there. And there's companies kind of that would do the, the exchange over real quick so that essentially, yeah, you could swipe this card and have it come through and it's going to be subtracted out of your crypto account. But they're doing the instantaneous transaction to get that from crypto or Bitcoin over to dollars and then giving the dollars to whatever store you're at. Most of the stores, though, are not going to accept they're, Bitcoin. They're not going to accept There it. are some. There yeah. are a handful of, of stores out there that will. Like I think Apple does. I think yeah. Starbucks did in the past in some areas. Yeah. Like that. yeah. Yeah. So what uh, you know led to the the downfall of uh, of of XTF? Uh, F- yeah, FTX F- and Sam Bankman. Yeah. Well, this again, this I could talk for for days about. But essentially, what happened is Sam, and this is probably anybody who's surfing through the radio right now and has arrived at this station, you should stop right here and listen. Just stop it right here yeah, hold, and, and never never touch it again. Hold tight, <laughs> because I'm going to tell you enough info here so that you know more than everybody else about what happened with Sam Bankman Fried. You see this crazy looking guy with the hair. I guess he's cut his hair. I haven't seen the pictures from the courtroom, but I think he's he's cut his hair because Caroline Ellison, who used to be his girlfriend, who's actually his partner in crime, who she's now testifying against Sam Bankman-Fried because she cut a plea deal. Um, she It took her 15 minutes to uh, or something like that, to, uh, or sorry, it was 45 seconds, I think, to pick him out of the crowd in the courtroom because she didn't recognize him or because she's just really messed up. Now, the guy's no dummy. I mean, he went to MIT, right? 
Oh no, he's yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah, he's yeah, a genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, yeah, his parents have some deep political connections. But should we jump right into what happened with FTX now, or should we kind of save that for this next segment? What do you think? Well, maybe so because uh, shortly we are going to have to uh, uh, take a break. But how many how many forms of, of cryptocurrency are there? Over twenty thousand. Oh, that's it. Yeah, (laughs) right. Well, and that's why Bitcoin is the one that I talk most about because that's the one people refer to as digital gold. That's the one that Larry Fink from BlackRock says uh, is a flight to safety. He said that within the last couple of weeks, people are are taking a flight to safety, and, and that was in direct reference to Bitcoin as an asset. And for people that don't know who Larry Fink is, he is the head of BlackRock, which is the largest financial institution in the world. So you might want to pay attention to things that that gentleman says. I I guess so. So what what does he mean by that exactly, flight to safety? It goes back to what I mentioned earlier with the fact that there's only 21 million Bitcoin that will ever be created. That's scarcity in an asset. You have other assets out there like gold, diamonds, oil. You don't know exactly how much of that stuff is on planet Earth. You could have a big discovery of finding more of those those minerals um, or, or other items where, oh, wait a minute, there's more of a supply than we originally thought. With Bitcoin, there's only 21 million. And not for nothing, there's estimates out there that say, Two million of those have been lost permanently, will never be retrieved because people who were mining on their computers way back in the early days when this thing started back in 2009, 2010, Bitcoin had no value. So they were mining it because they were kind of software nerds and geeks who were just like, we want to try and run this new software program. This stuff looks interesting, but Bitcoin had no value. So even though they were winning, uh, they were being rewarded Bitcoin through their mining activities, it just would sit in a a digital wallet on their computer, worthless. Well, through time, they just traded in their computers, as anybody does. Like, oh, this computer broke, or it's running slow, I'm going to get upgraded to the next one. And the Bitcoin that was generated was on their computer. They don't have the passcodes to it. They lost it, and it's gone. So when Bitcoin started to create value, there's a lot of people, there's thousands of people in the United States and across the world that are like, oh my God, I would oh, be boy. such a millionaire if I just had that Bitcoin I had from way back when I had no idea. Wow. And I'm sure there are many folks kicking themselves at this point. There's nothing yeah. they can do. Nothing, nothing you can do about it. But we're trying to educate you on Bitcoin I, I'm and uh, cryptocurrency in general, but... Uh, you know, I, 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 you know, don't know anything about it, and uh, I'm sure many of you don't as well. That's why we call Jim McIntyre into the studio today to uh, straighten out some of the myths and uh, some of the mysteries about uh, Bitcoin and cryptocurrency right here on Kale & Company. WKXL, NHTalkRadio.com. We are presented by Northeast Delta Dental, and we will be right back. Stay with us. Welcome back, Kale and Company Live. Great to have you along with us. We are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. And today we're talking about the world of cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, all kinds of uh, altcoins that there are uh, out there. And uh, we're doing it with uh, Jim McIntyre, who's uh, 
been around the block a time or two when it comes to this topic. And uh, Jim, uh, you know, it's great to have you with us here today to uh, clear up some of these uh, mysterious myths and, uh, you know, uh, talk about Bitcoin. I mean, you do hear it, uh, you know, in the news, of course, FTX is the the big thing uh, these days. You've seen it, folks, on uh, Major League Baseball umpire shirts, uh, FTX, over the last couple of years. But now the big scandal involving uh, Sam Bankman-Fried and Tell us what that is all about. Straighten it out for us. It's the most exciting thing in crypto right now. And exciting is, I mean, it is a negative ultimately, but uh, kind of hoping that he ends up going to jail, I guess, is a positive that could come out of it. Not that I wish negative things upon my fellow human beings, but uh, this guy did some bad things. So let's take FDX from the beginning, okay? And the dates, I'm a little, uh, I'm going off the top of my memory here with, but originally, Sam Bankman-Fried, like you mentioned, he's a smart guy, right? He's an MIT graduate. So he got into the financial world, and at some point in time, he started up a hedge fund called Alameda Research. And so Alameda was making money, and they were making a ton of money through cryptocurrency trading. Right, Sam Bankman-Fried knew how to trade. He knew how to do shorting. He knew how to do the whole system to make money on cryptocurrency. And I can get more in detail with this as we go on, but essentially screwing over the little people that had no clue and just were kind of jumping into things. Right, that's that's the the reason why so many people are are a little hesitant about crypto, or they just hate it. One because they're scared, they don't know anything, they don't get into it. But the people who did didn't know anything, they were making money, and then all of a sudden they got crushed and wiped out because the people at the top with all the coins who know exactly what they're doing, like Sam Bankman, Freed, and this type of crew, they taken advantage of people, all right? So Alameda Research was making so much money that they go, wait a minute, we want to branch off here. We're going to open up our own crypto exchange. And an exchange in crypto is essentially a bank. I mean, to put it into layman's terms, it's a bank for cryptocurrency and the trading of cryptocurrencies. So at FTX, you could buy Bitcoin, you could buy a slew of other cryptocurrencies as well, and you can hold that currency, those cryptos, in a wallet, which essentially is just a, uh, it's a digital address on the FTX site where you're going to have your cryptos. So with cryptocurrency and with Bitcoin, you don't hold anything physical. There's no dollar. There's no paper. There's no coins. There's nothing like that. It's referred to as coins, but it's digital coins. So it's held on the exchange. So just as you might go onto your credit card website, you log in. Oh, okay. Here's your balance. Here's your transactions. The same type of thing would be on like a cryptocurrency exchange. Okay. okay? Yeah. So with FTX, that gets set up and that within like a year becomes one of the top five exchanges volume-wise in the entire world. And that's because Sam Bankman-Fried had a lot of contacts. And with Alameda, the relationship between that hedge fund okay, and the FTX exchange is Alameda funded FTX originally with their money. That's how FTX gets started. FTX starts to grow. FTX grows to a point where, wait a minute, we're ready to go to the next level. They take investments from other sources, and this will be key for later on uh, when I explain the downfall of what happened, because this is the coolest thing. Trust me. <laughs> this is the coolest thing you've heard today, and will hear for a long time. 
they received a strategic investment from another exchange called Binance. Binance is the largest exchange in the world. As of this year, it's estimated they're doing 70% of all volume in trades worldwide. Okay, so just keep that in mind. The leader of Binance is a a guy called CZ Binance. That's the CEO of this company, Binance. That's his nickname, is CZ Binance. So they made a strategic investment in FTX. FTX starts scaling up. They're growing, they're growing. All the while, this Alameda company is using their insider information to make trades on the FTX platform. Alameda Research would go out, they would make investments in other cryptocurrency projects. Okay, so let's say I come to you, Ken, and I say, I want to make a big investment in the Ken Kale morning program. What do you think about that? Oh, I I think it would be wonderful. Wonderful. Outstanding. Here's the deal. I'm not going to pay you it in cash. Okay, I'm going to give you this investment in cryptocurrency. And the type of cryptocurrency that I'm going to pay you in is a coin called FTT. FTT coin is the proprietary coin of the FTX exchange. And how that coin, FTT, gained value is users on the FTX exchange would be able to do trades with lower fees if they held a certain amount of FTT coin in their balances. I know this is a little bit deep for people that maybe don't have much experience, but FTT, as FTX, the exchange, grew Mm -hmm. and became more popular, more people are using it, more people wanted to own the FTT coin. One, because they would get lower fees for trading, but two, because the coin was going up in value and it was like another investment source for them. It's like sure. they figured they're making money on. Okay, so I'm going to pay you, Ken Kale, FTT coin. Here's a chunk. I'm going to give you $5 million Okay. in FTT coin. Alameda does this because they owned a chunk of the FTT coin because they made the original investment in FTX. Is this too deep or are we following no, keep along? Going, keep All right. going. Yeah. Now, you get that $5 million in FTT coin. I'm Alameda. What do you want to do with it? I probably want to uh, to cash it, to cash in on it. Yeah, because yeah. you want to spend it in some exactly. places, right? You, yeah. or do you, you can just sit on $5 million in FTT coin. What are you going to do with that? You can't even buy a hamburger at like a, you know, a store or a restaurant right. with that. Right. You need to cash it, yeah. right? So how are you going to do it? You're going to use the FTX platform, right? So I'm at Alameda, and I go, oh, okay, so you want to sell $2 million worth of the FTT coin that I gave you. I gave you $5 million. You're going to sell $2 million, right? Okay. When are you going to do that? All right, we'll line it up. So now you're going to go on the FTX exchange and make that trade. Well, Alameda is sitting there knowing that trade is coming on. Mm-hmm. When $2 million of the FTT coin is coming on to be sold, that means the price is going to do what? It's going to go down. Okay? I know a big chunk of sale is coming. When something's being sold, that means the price is going down on it because there's more supply coming onto the market, essentially. Well, Alameda would go on FTX and make trades betting that the price of FTT was going to go down mm-hmm. before you sold it. 
before the Ken Kale show comes in and sells the FTT. So I'm sitting here at Alameda. I bet it's going to go down. You come in, you sell. That causes not only the price initially to drop because so much extra is coming on the market from you, that supply, but also all the other people that own FTT go, wait a minute, the price is dropping. I'm selling too. I'm selling too. I'm selling too. So Alameda sits over here going, okay, there it goes. There's, there it goes down. There it goes down. We can see all the trades on the FTX platform. They can see all the trades that are in place if people are going to, are betting that it's going to go down or up. And once they see all the selling is going to stop, they cash out their trade. Alameda makes all that money. The price bottoms out. Alameda comes back in, buys the FTT back at the lower price, and everything resets as it starts to go up in value again. Wow. <laughs> this is how it works for all the coins. And nobody understands it. And it's infuriating to me that people come in and they're like, oh, I'm, I'm losing money or, oh, I can't believe this happened. It's the people with the coins and the inside knowledge control the market. This is the way crypto works right now. And that's why everybody's like, oh, crypto's horrible. Oh, crypto's this and that. But at the same time, as I mentioned earlier, you have the head of BlackRock saying that Bitcoin is an asset like right now people are turning to because it's safe. And that is confusing as heck to people. Yeah, no, it would be. It, it certainly would be, uh, given what you have just said. And, uh, you know, the fact that you now can you buy Bitcoin right now? Uh, oh, yeah. You can. Oh, the okay. system. That's uh, that's yeah. what's why it's a it's a flight to safety, too, is yeah. the Bitcoin network can like. There's never been a problem with it running. If I want to send you that transaction I yeah. mentioned earlier in Bitcoin, right. it goes through. There's there's no problems. Even when FTX is getting crushed down, the Bitcoin network is still running fine. It's the trading mm -hmm. of the coins right. where there's the issues and where companies like can go defunct because, like in this case, FTX went bankrupt. So what happened is Alameda loaned out all this money. We'll get more into it in the next section, but essentially they overextended themselves and it caused a cascade of bad loans and things to go kaput. Mm. Wow. So, so when you say that uh, Sam Bankman-Fried uh, made a, a lot of money, uh, what, what are we talking about? What, what kind of money are we talking about? His fortune at its height was estimated to be anywhere between $16 billion and $32 billion. Not too shabby, as they say. Now it's estimated uh, to be about zero. Uh, zero, yeah. Jim McIntyre is with it, uh, with us. Fascinating uh, show today. Uh, I, I'm learning a, lo a lot, trying to sort it out as I go along here, making little notes to myself. Uh, and uh, maybe you're doing the same thing, but uh, we're, we're learning about cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, the big scandal, the trial going on uh, right now. And we'll have more with Jim coming up after these words. It's Kale and Company live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. And we are powered by Northeast Delta Dental. Stay with us. Welcome back. Kale and Company right here, WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. 1450 on the AM dial, 1039 in the Capital Region. 1019 in Manchester and beyond, streaming around the world and around the clock at nhtalkradio.com. And if you want to uh, hear this program again, 
because you, you might want to uh, sort out some of the details that uh, Jim has given us over the first couple of segments uh, of the show, uh, because there, there is a lot to it. We're talking about the world of cryptocurrency, which includes Bitcoin and all kinds of uh, altcoins, uh, FTT, and uh, uh, it's a learning experience for me and probably many of you. Uh, in in the audience today. So the big trial is going on FTX and uh, what led to the downfall of FTX? So we started out talking there last segment with kind of how FTX got started and the fraud and manipulation, one area of fraud and manipulation that was going on. And I mentioned how Alameda started uh, first and that was a hedge fund and they invested in FTX. Well, just so people know, Caroline Ellison is the head of Alameda. Now, Sam Bankman-Fried was the head of that as well. When FTX started cranking up, Sam Bankman-Fried was the head of FTX. Caroline Ellison was the head of Alameda. And like I mentioned, these two companies, they're exchanging information that they were not supposed to be exchanging information. Well, those two were dating. And they were living in the same building in, in the Bahamas. Like There was like 15 or 20 of the employees from FTX and Alameda who were all living together in a huge mansion in the Bahamas. So you can see how intertwined and, and crazy all this, this stuff gets. But now she's testifying against Sam Bankman-Fried, as are two of the other head top people from FTX also testifying against Sam Bankman-Fried because he was the guy orchestrating everything and they were lining things up. Maybe they didn't know quite as much as he did about the fraud, but my suspicion is they probably did. So she got a plea deal. She got a plea deal. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, that's what yeah. it's all about. And in fact, I, a tape was released last week. Nobody talks about this. Nobody knows it because it's just the crypto community that pays attention to this stuff. But there was a meeting she had. I listened to it. It was about 25 minutes with her Alameda employees at the end, which she's pretty much telling them, hey, uh, we're broke. Uh, we're going to be, you know, we're, we're going out of business. If you want to hang around for a while, you can, and that would be cool, but you don't have to feel any pressure. You don't have to be here anymore. And at the end of the 22 minutes, she took a lot of questions from Alameda and Poi saying, like, wait a minute, you know, did you know this was going on? Like, this is fraud and this. And then at the end, one of the guys says, hey, uh, I just want to, you know, thank you for being willing to answer all our questions. I'm sure this wasn't easy for you. You know what her response was, Ken? It well, was, it was, well, actually, it was kind of fun. <laughs> okay. I'm serious. <laughs> yeah. I'm serious. These people had lost yeah. all their jobs, <laughs> right? Everything yeah. they were working towards for their life, they thought this was going to be the long time, lifetime you know, sure. success for them. Sure. And yeah. she says, well, it was kind of fun. And, and just like, who is this lady? Yeah. You know, what's going on? So it just shows you how heartless some people are. But to jump into the end of what happened with FTX, I talked about the fraud, okay? And like you've mentioned a few times, FTT, there's the altcoins. Altcoins, that's a word for any other coin besides Bitcoin. Okay. So there's 20,000 cryptocurrencies. Bitcoin is one. That was the first one ever created. The others are called altcoins. And they all are built on a little bit type of different technology than Bitcoin is, but it's pretty similar. And it's all based on blockchain technology, which I could go into in great detail. But essentially what it is, is instead of having one database where everybody's customer information is stored, with blockchain technology, it's stored across all of the computers that are responsible for powering the network. So it's like impossible to hack 
because you can't find one central location to hack into because if you go into one computer and try to hack all the other computers that are running the software go no 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 that 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 one's not right that one's not right the rest of us are in charge we're bouncing you out and we're going to stay running with what we have that's the science behind all this stuff with blockchain technology and that's the the crypto aspect of it but with ftx as things in the crypto cycle went up everybody was making money as I mentioned earlier, the traders, the mm. people that own the coins, right, everybody's right. making money, the exchanges. Yeah. That's why FTX had so much money to take an investment. They're investing in, like you mentioned, I think the Miami Heat Stadium was FTX Arena, right? There's a, the FTX yeah, was sure. on the baseball uh, umpire uniform because yeah, right. they wanted to be well-known. They wanted to be the king of crypto in the United States. So FTX was spending a ton of money, money they didn't have, but they were able to get so much investment because everything was growing, the revenues, everything was hot in crypto. Well, then crypto started to get not so hot, okay? And this is when altcoins usually get crushed, is when there's a bear market. Bitcoin will get crushed too, but from a percentage standpoint, altcoins will get crushed a lot more. Because I could start up a coin today called Jim McIntyre coin. And be like, Ken, you got to buy this stuff, man. It's going to be so good. It's going to be, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. It's going to be worth so much in the future. You got to, but when times get tough, you're selling your Jim McIntyre coin first. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I'd ever sell that, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would advise that you do sell it when the bear market is coming. <laughs> Just from my previous experience, you should sell that All stuff, right, okay? okay? Yes, this is like uh, me giving you Alameda type <laughs> information. So as the market all started to, to crash a bit here, year and a half ago, FTT coin started to go down in value. And it went, I think it was up in the 30s. Anyway, it started to go down in value. It gets down to about $23, I think. And that's just through trading and people wanted to pull some money out. Well, once this started to happen, okay, that means FTX had less money because the value of their coins were worth less. And as I mentioned earlier, they were using FTT coin to invest in other businesses, the Ken Kale program, right? I told you, we're going to give you, well, if we're going to give you $5 million worth of FTT coin, right, that all of a sudden we now need to give you more coins than we had to when it was valued at $32 per FTT coin and now it's $23. So there's more coins that have to come to you. So they were getting spread out all over the place. Alameda had so many like loans out to people investments out to these other projects, the value of the FTT coin came down to a certain level. Well, at this same time, and here's the craziness, is CZ Binance, who I mentioned earlier, Binance is the head crypto exchange in the world, the largest in the world and has been for a handful of years here. They called in their investment of FTT. FTX. Remember I mentioned earlier that FTX had received a strategic investment from Binance. Well, when they got that cash from Binance back, I think it was 2021, but that don't quote me 100% on that, they had paid out, they got the cash, and then they gave Binance a bunch of FTT coin and another coin called BUSD, which is a stable coin, which is essentially um, the Binance US dollar. So every one BUSD is equal to about $1. That's how the system works. So 
in a combination of payment for the money that they got from Binance, they paid out FTT and BUSD. Binance held on to that FTT coin for year plus since they had originally received it, right? This price of FTT coin goes down to $23. And Binance hears, wait a second, FTX is a little shaky right now because the price of the FTT coin is going down so much. They have so much money that they've spent out in investments and all this. And you know what? We don't really like those FTX people anyway because Sam Bankman-Fried has been going to the U.S. government, meeting with congressmen and going to senior White House advisors over the last year, who he had met four times with senior White House advisors in the year prior to the FTX collapse, petitioning the government essentially to create laws to elbow out any foreign exchanges. Sam Bankman-Fried wanted only U.S.-based exchanges to be able to operate in the United States. And why would he want that? Because he wanted FTX to be the lead dog and they're based in the United States. Like they, they, He wanted FTX to control the whole show because he knew how much debt he was in. And if he was the kingpin of the entire U.S. cryptocurrency space, a space that is going to continue to grow, as I said, Larry Fink with Bitcoin has said, it is, it is a, a, a fight to safety. Like Bitcoin is going to power the, the, the crypto community forward. Sam Bankman-Fried wanted to be at the head of it. So once CZ Binance found out that Sam Bankman-Fried was essentially trying to be like, we want Binance out of the U.S. We don't want them to be able to be operating in here at all. CZ said, listen, I need to take you out, dude. And what he did is he said, I've got all these FTT coins. We're selling them. And he announced it on Twitter in a post and said, hearing about some of the, the things that are going on at FTX and the debt they have, we've decided to sell all our FTT coins, and that caused the FTT price to drop from $23 to less than $4. A couple days later, FTX exchange pretty much blows up. They don't have the cash to pay people. Boom, we're at where we are today. Wow. Is that his real name? CZ Binance? Cheng Pao Zen, oh, I think uh, is his real name. Yeah. So CZ, and he gets the last name Binance, because it just sounds cool. Because it rhymes with finance, yeah. right? <laughs> you got it. <laughs> there you go. Wow. Well, what a show today, folks, with uh, Jim McIntyre. And we're, we're talking about the world of cryptocurrency. Uh, which might as well, for many people like myself, be in outer space somewhere. But it's right here, folks, and right now. And, uh, wow, Bitcoin uh, could be your flight to safety, as uh, Mr. Fink has, has told us, from BlackRock. So if it's from BlackRock, it's got to be right, right? We'll take a break, and uh, we have one segment to go with Jim McIntyre today, right here. Kale & Company, WKXL, NH Talk Radio. Com. We are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Stay with us. We are back. Kale and Company Live, WKXL, NHTalkRadio.com. Presented by Northeast Delta Dental. And uh, not, not, thankfully not presented by uh, FTX these days. <laughs> but uh, Jim McIntyre, cryptocurrency expert, is with us uh, in studio. And off the air we were talking, uh, who governs, who oversees 
uh, Bitcoin. Is, is the federal government involved in all at all in this? I love the the question, Ken, and I do think I've been doing so much talking and rambling. I would love to hear some back and forth with me and you because like you said hey you don't know a ton about it so i'm sure plenty of people listening don't either and they probably have the same type of questions that you do so with bitcoin just so people know nobody knows who invented bitcoin nobody has any idea who the creator of bitcoin is and that this is not made up by me this is legit people have claimed to be and it's not those people so who governs it is essentially the computers the computers that run and power the network, the miners. And those miners, the majority of the best ones are created over in China. And there's a company called Bitmain. If you wanted to research it, they create a product, a computer, high-powered computer called an ant miner that is only used to mine Bitcoin. So it's, you don't log in with you, you know, to, to send email, to visit websites. These computers are just made to mine Bitcoin. All those miners around the world, all those computers, those are what power and essentially govern the Bitcoin network. That's why the whole thing with Bitcoin is math. There's no emotion that goes along with, oh, this just happened in the world. We need to put money over there. It's no. Bitcoin, the network just keeps on moving the way that it was originally created with the math at the backbone of it. So is the type of thing, if you are, you know, investing or mining uh, Bitcoin, I mean, is that the type of thing you could leave in a will to somebody? Um, well, you could, oh, Bitcoin, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and I mean, a lot a lot of people will, the ways to hold Bitcoin, just so you can mention, I mentioned earlier, you could keep your Bitcoin on an exchange, like, like we mentioned with FTX in the digital wallet on that exchange, right? Yeah. Well, that's what is scary to people because the people that had their coins on the FTX exchange, they got locked out now. Once FTX throws up its hands and says, we're all done here, we can't be in business anymore, so and it. this is what's going on, your coins are on their network. That's why uh, the uh, the FTX trial right now, like the people going in, all the lawyers getting paid all their money, they look at all the assets, they're like, there's still like, I think, $5 billion worth of coins on the FTX exchange, but you just can't gain access to it if you had your coins there. So what happens is a lot of people say, and I'm one of them, don't leave your coins on the exchange. You need to get to the next level, which people that don't know a lot about this stuff are like, wait a minute, what's the next level? Well, you essentially have a a wallet, a hardware wallet that you can keep in your own possession, that you can unplug from the internet so nobody can hack into it. And that hardware device, just a little like a disk drive almost, so you plug into a computer and it'll load things up. But those, that's how you might store your your crypto off of an exchange. And I guess, does that answer your question? It, it, It does, but there's no government uh, interference with it. I mean, the Treasury Department, the uh, you know Federal Exchange Commission, or anything like that. Great, great question here. A great lead in for me. Thank you. I don't know if you did that automatically or what. I, oh, but I did. It's going to lead show into show is well scripted. It, it, yeah, that was yeah, incredible because yeah. I'm going to tell you about something that happened though in mid October. Is there right now are I believe twelve applications in front of the. SEC, Security Exchange Commission, and the financial people that make all the decisions in the U.S. There are, I think, 12 applications from 12 different companies that want to provide essentially a stock 
that will let you buy Bitcoin without having to go on to an exchange, without having to have a hardware wallet. You can just go on to the stock exchange, buy this stock, and now that stock is going to go up and down based on what the price of Bitcoin does today. Okay, There's nothing like that allowable right now in the United States. The, the government, the SEC has said, no, 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 that's not um, allowed because it's too open to manipulation. But there are futures contracts. So like there's a grayscale Bitcoin trust company, GBTC is the stock, okay? That stock is just buying Bitcoin, but it's buying Bitcoin based on what you think the price of it is going to be in the future, like at the end of the quarter. And there's a lot of manipulation that goes along as the quarter comes to an end to hit the price right around that because there's trades on both sides of it, which kind of uh, manipulates the price of, of Bitcoin to, to land right on what the futures level prices are. That's why there's so much price action around when those options expire. That's in probably too much detail. But once these ETFs get approved, these 12 companies that have their applications in, these uh, exchange-traded funds, ETFs, when those get approved, that means 12 huge companies, of which BlackRock is one, Fidelity is one, Kathy Wood's ARK Investments is one, they're all going to be offering that product, which means they're all going to be needing to buy Bitcoin, people. If you're just surfing along on your radio, this could be the best thing that ever happened to you. When this, these applications get approved, all of these companies are going to need to buy Bitcoin to be able to offer to as part of their investments okay this in mid-october as i mentioned there was one tweet that came out the price of a bitcoin was twenty-seven thousand dollars. one tweet came out powered from information received i believe it was from reuters but it turned out it, well i'll go slower the tweet said that one of those applications the application from i from blackrock was approved for the ETF. And when one gets approved, everybody in the crypto community knows the other ones are all going to get approved too because you can't approve one and not all the others. It's the same thing. What are you talking about? You can't, government can't do that. So that tweet said that this one application had been approved. The price of Bitcoin within a minute mm. jumped from 27000 to 29000 Within five minutes, the price was back down to 27500 because we found out that tweet was fake. The application actually had not been approved. So you tell me, that price jumped $1,500 within a minute or two based on a fake tweet. What do you think that one had been approved? What do you think is going to happen when that tweet is real and all 12 are actually approved well that's gonna explode it's gonna it, explode. it could maybe it won't i could be wrong but i'm just telling you i believe it will but also look at the amount of manipulation that's in the system because somebody released that tweet wow yeah. and they did it knowing what the reaction was going to be so what they did just like i mentioned earlier with alameda and with what was going on with ftx the people that released that tweet Okay, or powered the news to give it to the meathead who posted the tweet. They said, well, we're going to bet 
that this is going to go up. So they do a leveraged long trade saying, okay, we're going to bet Bitcoin's going to go up in price. They put in their trade. This news gets released. The price of the Bitcoin goes boom, up 1500 but they get a leveraged trade of huge money. So when it gets up there, boom, they hit sell and the price comes back down and they make all that money in the interim. And then they use a lot of those profits probably to buy more at the lower price. That's how the whole system works. That's why it is actually rigged. But at some point, when you get the embracement of the uh, U.S. government and the financial system in the U.S., which I think is coming shortly, uh, it, it'll be rigged in a different way. But, but as you said, there is not an unlimited supply of Bitcoin. In fact, 73%, I believe is the latest uh, um, calculation, 73% of all Bitcoin ever created, 19.5 million in that ballpark, 73% of those have not moved wallets in the last 12 months. So people are buying Bitcoin and holding on to it, even when it's gone down in price, because it was down at 15000 within the last 12 months. Well, those people didn't sell. Well, now it's up 28000 Maybe it's going to thirty. It's Maybe it's above. Who knows? Uh, I don't even know what the price is exactly today. But those people probably still aren't selling, which tells you the only Bitcoin that the 12 exchange-traded funds, those applications, they can only buy from 27% of the remaining supply. Right. Wow. It's it's a fascinating topic, Jim. It really is, and it needs more than an hour. But we will have you back, definitely. Just, just quickly, in the few seconds we have remaining, how did you get started in your cryptocurrency expertise? When I read about how Bitcoin, uh, they didn't know who invented it, I said, wait a minute, what is this? And I just read more and more, and the limited supply aspect was appealing to me. And then I got a miner and went through that and said, whoa, this is crazy difficult. And it just was all interesting. And then the manipulation and everything got me even more to the next level. And now I'm here talking to you. Well, Jim, thank you so much for being with us. And we will definitely, definitely uh, have you back for another appearance here on uh, Kale & Company at WKXL. NHTalkRadio.com. We are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. And folks, remember, always look on the bright side of life. We'll be back. Have a great day, everybody. Mm-hmm.